Keys to the Commonwealth, a podcast where we share the real stories of local community members who are using real estate to build personal wealth, along with tips and tricks from professionals across the industry. And now, your host, Landry Fields. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Keys to the Commonwealth podcast. Um, we are excited to, as far as today's guest, um, which comes from Lake Cumberland Glamping. So we're going to be talking all things glamping today uh, in a lot of ways uh, with uh, Ms. Lida Ray Faust. Is that right on the last Got name? It. I always, uh, you tell me that and I always want to butcher it type of thing. So <laughs> uh, yeah, you live in, towards the eastern Kentucky side there, Essel County and so forth, but you guys have kind of obviously uh, built up a uh, pretty well-known business in the area there with the Cave Run area, to be, if I'm right? More Lake Cumberland. Sorry. Yeah, more than coming without Sorry. Um, but yeah, I mean, glamping, it's been all the uh, rage, it seems like, in some respects. And I'm personally, maybe I need to go and experience it one time here. But yeah, how'd you all get into that? Tell us a little about yourself. Okay, so uh, my parents actually came to, they sat down, me and my sisters, and we were like, what the heck is this going on with? Yeah. And um, there's a property next to their lake house. They got okay. a really fantastic deal in their lake house. They always wanted one, but... Two teachers growing up in, or raising three kids in eastern Kentucky. <laughs> Talking about a tight budget. Right. So finally, yeah. they pushed us all out of the house. We went to college, did yep. what they wanted us to do, and they finally were in a spot where they could uh, get a lake house. Okay. But there's always been this vacant lot next to their lake house. So, and for years, my dad tried to talk to the family. It was an, it ended up finding out it was in a trust. Okay. You know that's a mess. Oh, yeah. So years went by. It set vacant. Uh, I think they bought their lake house in 2013, $70,000, two yeah. acres house. Like they got, then it was a good deal. You're right. But we were like, we really want this additional two acres because I've got nieces and nephews out the wazoo. Yeah. And we're like, get these kids out of the house. So finally, anyways. You're not, th- you're not thinking glamping at this point. It's just we more weren't. like, we just want to get this we land. Weren't. It'd be really nice to have. We just want this property because eventually yeah. my parents being amazing parents, yeah. like, these kids need to build their own cabins over on this other property, and if we can get it now at a good price, yeah. let's get yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So finally, I think they caved, the family did, okay. and they were at a spot where they wanted to sell, thankfully. My parents bought it, and this was three years ago at this point. Okay. Well, three and a half, I guess. Right before COVID. Just before it. And uh, set us down one Sunday. Again, we are like, oh, no. What is going on? <laughs> you Fam- all aren't sick, right? Like, yeah, family meetings. okay. So uh, set us down there. Like, we have this idea. Okay. We've all talked about going glamping and Asheville and all these places. Yeah, yeah. But we don't see it here. In, like the Kentucky area. In, yeah. in our area. Yeah. And we have this lot now. So our plan is let's put the tents up. Let's build the sites up. Let's sure. get this property to a spot where we want it, right? make it pay for itself, and then eventually we'll turn those spots into cabins, and you all can have it. It's paid off free and clear. Yeah. We're not out any money. So that's why we got into it. We wanted the spot. We wanted the acreage. Mm-hmm. But we also wanted to offer something unique to draw people to the area to pay for itself. We didn't really. Nice. We're not. And it's- so, again, they kind of came up with the concept, though, originally, though. They did. Yeah. And you guys were like, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. I will say. Or I that to, sounds like a crazy idea. Yeah. We were all gung-ho about it. <laughs> we were all gung-ho about it. We all have full-time uh-huh. jobs, businesses. Right. 
So we were kind of skeptical. Sure. But my mother is certainly the driving force. She's the person yeah. that says, yeah. if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. And my dad's the contractor, so bless his heart. Oh. Whatever idea she has, he has to back it up. Now, are you more like her or are you more like him? A little bit of both. A little bit of both, okay. Because okay. I like to get my hands dirty, <laughs> but I like to come up with new ideas. Yeah. My husband is the... So you're like, we've never done is. this. Let's just start throwing, you know, yeah. which which I love. Like the that I feel like is the American uh, kind of like entrepreneur attitude of like I've not done this, but I think I have the confidence in myself to do so or figure it out type of a thing for sure. So I mean, so you guys opened this up what three years ago then, right in the middle of COVID, which right probably was like a perfect timing scenario, right? I'm yep. assuming like people were like, oh, I'm gonna we had get out little- of the house, but like. Mm-hmm. Outdoors still at the same time? Yeah, we got really lucky. So our first year, our goal, we didn't really have a goal, to be honest. <laughs> right. <laughs> we were kind of winging it. Sure. I get it. So we were happy with the turnout. We had an amazing turnout. We, uh, To be honest, I don't know the statistics on how- many how- did you all start out with? Three tenths. Three. Okay. And we still only have three tenths. Oh. Because okay. we really like where we're at. We did purchase an additional tent for this season, and we've also furnished out. Um, we have several different attractions on the site, but okay. the tents were the main driving force. So we still only have three. Yeah. We've got a fourth one that we're contemplating putting up this year because it's. Is it going to take away from how packed it is? Is that what you kind of the thought? That's process really there? the that's the thought behind sure. it. We've got. We just don't want to have people on top of each other. Yeah. I mean, I we don't. Do we don't. Honestly, we're all kind of antisocial. Because people want to get. If they're going to do something like that, they're probably wanting to get away yeah. from like a. Yeah, you think you know. about glamping in Asheville or yeah. any spot in Tennessee. They're kind of spaced out. <laughs> so was it just YouTube videos figuring out like where you know kind of how to do this or kind of a, like I said just winging it figuring no, out? No, we legit. So we went over to this property and it was grown. Oh my gosh! If you saw this. The trees, it had gotten so far gone that there were trees growing. And if you know anything about Lake Cumberland yeah. property, it's all rock. Yeah. So you can't just go in with a piece of equipment and start ripping stuff up because then you have no soil left and you're stuck with yeah. living on rock. Right. Um, which is where we were kind of struggling with. So we went over to the property, started pulling up trees, doing all this, and really just picked out spots that we thought would be appropriate for the tents and put them where they are. <laughs> so they're kind of built on a foundation of, of sorts, like a deck kind of a thing, right? Yep. We built all the tents up on a deck. We didn't want people, we really wanted this to be glam, you know, yeah. glamorous camping, which is what glamping is. Right. So we elevated the tents off of the grounds. So you don't have to, the ick and dirt and, you know. Yeah. So as far as you know, the setup stuff. Like, what usually amenities are provided? Glamping versus obviously with a typical cabin type of scenario. Like, what is is it? Is it just here's a bed and here's a, a tent so it, you don't get rained on, or what? You know, what is typically offered? I know there's certain levels as far as niceness. Sometimes where like you got these like dome shaped things that are not really glamping because it's like a room inside of a geo dome versus tense type of a thing so right. like what's the really the main the main differences there what you don't have or what you do have so i'm gonna backtrack here a little okay. bit we camped a lot on lake cumberland or lake laurel lake sorry yeah laurel. growing up yeah with um one of my basically my dad's second dad he was like a grandpa to me okay so when you think about the kind of camping you did when you were young 
when you like you're breaking out the Viney sausages, <laughs> sleeping on an egg crate, foam mattress, right, 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 in a pop-up tent, bonfire, all that. We honestly, that's some of the best times that we had growing up. That's true. Like you just didn't you didn't think about all the the funny things. So we're real simple people yeah. in that in that fact. So yeah. what we wanted to offer with these tents versus the geodomes and all the really just cultivated experiences, we wanted to bring in. Which that's, I guess, more like true glamping. It really is. And they're beautiful. But that just wasn't what we were going for. What we were going for was taking that experience that you did as a kid. Yeah, yeah. But making it comfortable. So we've got beds that have, oh, my gosh, the mattresses in there. I love them. Okay. Good sheets, good pillows, air conditioning, refrigerator, microwave. So that's what every every tent has air conditioning and heat. Really? And I'm I'm telling you, the beds, we get asked more often than not what (laughs) mattress we bought for those tents. Okay. Because they're so comfortable. Yeah. And so you kind of pieced all that together. Like, we're going to take that idea, marry it with people so they can still have AC or heat and be comfortable, but at the same time, just experience kind of the true outdoors. Like, you're not interrupting from the sound of, like, the the crickets at night and other stuff like that, which is, you know, it's always such a... uh, Yes, exactly, right? So that's that's neat. Uh, like that, that really is a cool concept. So what do you, you all rep, you all start with three, you're at three, maybe adding the fourth. Uh, I mean, how what's the season usually tend to be like from when to when as far we, as reels? When we first started our first year, we were we were busy from end of May, the busiest season, end of May to um, the very beginning of October. Okay. And really, even then, it kind of tapered off just before that. Sure. But Which, now, I'm like fall is the best camping time. I know. For me, like fall in Kentucky, I don't think it gets better than that with campfires and amazing everything. So now we're getting more and more, and maybe it's just because the weather this is, and I'm not sure, but yeah. earlier and earlier. I think more people are like, we're so tired <laughs> of like the daily grind. I will yeah. go shiver on a. You know, on a chair yeah. next to a fire before I'm going to sit at this house tonight. Right. Because it's really only, I mean, from the central Kentucky area, what, 40, 30 to 45-minute drive kind of scenario? Oh, yeah. It's not it's bad at all. Far, really, at the same time. So, plus I love the just, I so I actually came from eastern Kentucky as far as a little bit. Uh, I think I told you that in the past and like that. So, I, I do have a, I love the, having a heart of like that area because it's definitely an overlooked area a lot of times for just not only the people, but also just experiencing the beauty that's out that is there in the you know the Appalachian Appalachian Mountains, however people want to say it, kind of a thing. Throw an apple at you. That's yes, right. That's right. So, so I always remember it, Appalachian. Uh, yep. Yeah. So that is awesome. Um, you all got any other kind of things in the works as far as to you said you guys had built out a few other things or what? What is that? So this past season, we've we've had this structure on the property that used to be, I think, an old workshop. I don't think mm-hmm. it was ever quite configured right for a garage. So it was an okay. old workshop, basically, yeah. for the for the family that lived there. Um, and it for a long time, we thought we were going to turn that into a community kitchen, just so the campers had somewhere to go sit that wasn't in the tent. Yeah. But the more we looked at it and the more that we looked at other properties around us on Airbnb because that's we solely go through Airbnb. Okay, so that was my other question. That's a squirrel moment, but we noticed that there wasn't a stay like the, uh, a tiny home, yeah. so to speak. There yeah. were one or two, but not any like tiny homes per se. So we we're like, why don't we turn this into 
a tiny cabin. So that's what we did. We've got um, a space that is, that's got a king bed, a full bed, two twins, tons of sleeping space. Okay. Um, but it's fully enclosed so that people that don't right. want to stay in a tent, they've got that stay option too. And then we've got primitive camping that we offer and coming up a new RV that we're going to sit on the RV. We have an RV spot as well. Okay. That didn't do great. So we're pivoting. Okay. We bought our own RV. And we're going to sit it on the side. There you go. And uh, I've heard about rent that. that out. Yeah. So a little bit of, you got a, got a mixture of a lot of things there. Yeah. Now, and then as far as obviously you said, you said Airbnb is kind of how, is that exclusively how you all do the bookings right now? Or is there plans to kind of evolve that as well? Usually, I know you usually have to have a big social media following to kind of usually dive away from that or pivot away from that as much, right? Yeah. So... We've stuck with Airbnb just for simplicity's sake. Like I said, we all work full-time jobs, and for us, it's just been easier to stick to one platform. And we all have, well, me and my oldest sister are the two that, for the most part, manage the app. Okay. Um, So it's easiest for us to just have- You all doing your own, like, clean out, uh, not clean outs, but, uh, you know, cleanings in between and everything like that? Start to finish. It's our own hands. Okay. Um, We got to get the kids in there doing doing some work at some point, too, right? We do. <laughs> them kids got to earn them, their keys. That's right. That's right. But uh, it's just been the easiest. But, and, it, and maybe you've got some input on this, but I'm seeing kind of a, a pull away from Airbnb. Okay. In so what we way? I, just, just Airbnb has not been uh, very host friendly. And yeah, we've seen that, that with a couple of things yeah. this past year, but we were like, oh, well, you know, we'll give them a little grace. It's, it is what it is. Sure. We're just happy to have it all in one place. So we're kind of thinking now maybe branching out to other. Do you have a direct booking site at all? Obviously we would love to do a direct booking, Yeah. but we really want to build up a, like a big, big audience before sure. we strictly go to direct booking. Oh yeah. You can't just jump all in on that for yeah. sure. But yeah, I mean, I know. Usually anymore, if I'm going to be looking up, uh, I'm getting ready to go uh, to one next week. Uh, next week is uh, our spring break, and we've got a cabin. And I instantly always look up. I'm like, okay, here's I'll find it on Airbnb, mm-hmm. but I'll then go and see is there a direct booking site because I know usually it's a little cheaper for me and it's better profit for them typically as well. So that's kind of usually my method these days is I'll use Airbnb to find it, mm-hmm. but I'll try to go to the uh, their own side if they have it. Um, what are some of the things as far as when you started it that like, if someone was like, I'm going to do this or something like that similar, like what are those, those, uh, you know, trials uh, uh, or things you wish you would have known going into? I'm sure there's a lot when you're in some respects, but what are the, something that sticks out to you at all as far as what you wish you would have known or had done differently uh, you know, ahead of time? I was thinking about that on the way over here and, uh, Really, I think I was. I was also. I also listened to Roderick. It was your yeah. old boss. Yeah. And I think it was his. Yeah. That he was talking about giving people. Or maybe it was Ryan's. I'm not sure, but giving people grace. But it's not really grace. It's actually them taking advantage of you. Yeah. So going into it, like we would have people message us and be like, uh, "We're coming for our 16 year old's birthday." So we would go out and help them set up their decorations and get ready. Yeah. And then they'd leave the 16-year-olds there by themselves. <laughs> so you can just imagine what happened. So it's the don't give, don't give grace falsely. Yeah. Don't let people so take advantage were trying to of the get, situation. You just have such a great customer experience at the same time that it was sometimes 
uh, backfiring in, in some ways or take, getting taken advantage of sometimes in that sense. Yeah, because we are saying. a unique stay. Yeah. Um, and we're more than happy to work with people if they want to come and do parties or whatever. Yeah. Which is why we've had to also pivot this year and do exclusively an event booking where they have to book out the entire glamp site, cabin, tents and all. Yeah. Because when you have events, you disturb other guests, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's just, I think it's learning to make, okay, let me, let me circle back around sure. here. Sure. Maybe it's the don't be afraid to over communicate. Okay. Don't be afraid to say, hey, we're more than happy to have you for this party. Yep. How many guests are you having? What do you expect it to look like? What are you going to be doing? That kind of thing. As well as setting your expectations right. for them as the exactly. guests and stuff like that. Yeah, that makes sense. That's what's got us in. That's the only thing that I can really think of that's got us into trouble because it also happened last year. Sure. It's always a yeah. party. It's, it's, the, it's always a party. I mean. So as far as the guests that you all have coming in, I'm like, what is that? Is it something where you would, you're at some point, or like, what, how are these people finding this or why are they coming out? Is it people primarily in the state of Kentucky that are coming in or do you find that you're having guests from all over? 50-50. Really? So we have a lot of guests strictly just there from Somerset. Okay. Uh, maybe a 10-minute drive from their house. Yeah. But it's them and their husband wanting to have a weekend getaway away from the kids, but they're not too far away from them. Right. Versus, I don't know. So Lake Cumberland is a big attraction for people from Ohio. Yeah. So the other 50% of that are guests coming from Ohio that are in that 19 to 30 range. Okay. That want a unique stay. Really? Want to host you know, have their friends with them, but still want to sit around a campfire and have a good time. Yeah. So all in all, I'd say that our, um, our guest age range is probably that 19 to maybe max out at 40. Um, but I guess it makes sense in some respects. I mean, I don't think my parents are wanting, for example, to go, <laughs> they're like, no, we're paying extra money to be a hundred percent comfortable yeah. in some respects for sure. So I guess I can I make it can make sense. Yeah. Um, what advice would you have to someone that wanted to start their own glamping site, maybe in some other part of the country or other? Is there a lot of glamping places in the state? I mean, I really don't know. I mean, yours is kind of one of the few I've heard of. I know there's all a lot of those. Here's a campsite where you can just go and set up a tent, kind of a scenario. Which, but this is obviously different. This is actual bookings, kind of a scenario. Is that? Is there a lot of that even really here? And from that are, that are truly what you all are doing as far as in the state? Not a ton. I don't think so. The, the majority of people that are moving into Kentucky and starting glamp sites are going to the gorge. Right. Um, so there's not, I mean, there's not a ton around us, which I Western think is. Western Kentucky, a, probably a little bit maybe with land between the lakes, but. Sure. Yeah. And to be honest, I've never even researched. That's such yeah. a, that could, might as well be Montana over there. Sad story. I've actually never been to the land of the, land between the lakes either. No, I need to get out there eventually. But yeah, it's, it's so it's a crazy business model. I mean, so how well have you all done then in that sense? Has it done, has it exceeded your all's expectations? Like, what is an average uh, per night rental? You know, kind of like on an average cost with a glamping compared to like getting a you know a small tiny cabin kind of thing. Well, obviously seasons change and it ranges in prices. I know from so the stuff. Really, the price so. 
our price per night, our base price with cleaning fees, because we only charge a $30 cleaning fee. And I think that's what's really helped us. Uh. Because we clean it ourselves. This space is small. Yeah. It's a quick turnover. Um, so all in all, it, it camper glampers can plan to pay $130, $150 a night. Okay. Um, which I feel like is certainly competitive with a lot of the other there's the few other tiny sure. homes in the area versus simply because and I think it's that cleaning fee yeah. that really helps us. So I do feel like our pricing is competitive with surrounding uh, properties. Nice. Because, I mean, you think about hotels these days, these, they're alone these days. I can't find one hardly for two hundred less than $200 a lot of times, unless it's like some kind of Motel 6 or something like that that I ain't staying at. But I ain't trying to get yeah, no bed bugs. No, no, not at all. Um, but, I mean, is, uh, have you had any issues with as far as the, you know, what, what have been some of the main issues you've had outside of uh, the communication side of things? I mean, is it kind of just, has it been pretty, people are pretty respectful in that sense, uh, typically as far as guests go? Or, oh, yeah. What, I'm, so I'm telling you, our guests have been so much fun. Um, is that, was that kind of a surprise to you, it, I think, well, or, you I, know, in some ways as far as starting this business and realizing that was a benefit that you didn't expect? Honestly, it was. We, I think each one of our Facebook pages personally have grown because these people leave and they're like, add me on Facebook. <laughs> like, well, let's be friends. Right. But that's, that's been, funny. yes, definitely surprising because – uh, you know, we expected the guests to come in and kind of want to do their own thing. Sure. But we have the big community fire pit and then several smaller ones off of that. But okay. everyone joins in at the main fire pit, which I love it. Yeah. It's like the old school campgrounds. Do you all go down there a lot and of we times do. too? Yeah. We don't. Uh, honestly, we don't mean to. Yeah. But so we'll go over. We really like to check on the guests, make sure that they've got firewood, make sure they've got chairs, yeah. you know, if they don't have it at their tent or they didn't bring it from home, yeah. we'll go over to my parents' house and grab it and bring it over for them. That's just yeah. how we are. Yeah. Again, call us good hey. old Southerners. I don't know, but that's hey, just how we function. I read something like Kentucky's the nicest state in the, in the U.S., so. We're trying to adhere to that. that. <laughs> but, so we'll sit, you know, we'll be like, you know, y'all, y'all doing okay? Yeah. How's everything going? You got a drink? Yeah. What you, what you need? And they're like, no, you know, then they'll start a conversation. Right. And we love it. We did not, we expected, like I said, for them to do their thing and us to do our thing. Yeah. But more and more every year we get these guests that are, they want us to sit there and just sit around the fire with them and talk to them. You got a recurring so guests much now fun. as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We have this one group. They're so much fun. <laughs> um. It all came about. We started talking to them because they wanted to bring a boat down. It's younger kids, okay, coming from Lexington. Okay, uh, the guy works at Lexus or something, so he was he was nervous about coming down, pulling a boat, and because yeah. he just hadn't made that drive before. So we were like, just park in my parents' yard, no big deal. He gets down there and shows up with five of his friends, and they are just the funniest group of kids. <laughs> we love to have, and they've come back twice now. They okay. came back twice last year and one time, uh, actually one time the first season. Yeah. I mean, it was, they're a, they're a hoot. We love to have them down there. Nice. They bring such good energy. I mean, right. you just, they make everyone around the campfire laugh. It doesn't matter where you're from or what you believe in or whatever. I'm they're sure just that funny. makes your whole 
the whole experience and obviously it's a lot of work on you all, but then it doesn't feel as much like work because you, oh, yeah. you see the value you're giving back and experiencing some of these things with them. That's pretty cool. For sure. For a little sure. tough on Sunday after, you know, you go on the boat ride on Sunday and then you got to do the turnover Yeah. after they leave and you're like, oh. So, what, uh, so you all have to, well, I mean, with the typical clamping side of things, do you have to kind of break it down at the end of the season type of scenario? What does that look like a we lot of times? We do. So that's the, the thing we're logistically trying to work out now, right? Because everyone's going on spring break next week. Yeah. I'll be out of state. My sister's going to be out of state. We're every which way. So we took down the tents at the end of the season. Okay. We clean them off, make yeah. sure there's no mold on them because yeah. that happens. They're outside. They're under trees. Break everything down, take the beds out. Yeah. Get everything, like, real good and clean. Um, so this season we've actually put covers on the, the, the patios, if you will, that the tents were sitting on, we've covered them. Okay. So we're hoping that next season the tents can stay up, but we take all of the items out of them Yeah. to kind of ease that stress of getting everything sure. put back up and taking it back down. So we do have to take them down every season, but we're hoping that's... Because I'm assuming like the AC and heat and all those, that's part of the stuff that would come out in mm-hmm. and out of it type of thing yeah, at the end of the season. everything comes out of it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. There's a lot to it. Like I said, that, that's I, I admire your all's, uh, or I guess your mother's kind of thought there and ingenuity, and you, I guess, putting it all together and stuff like that. Like I said, I've seen you all around. You know, we've had conversations with mutual friends and stuff like that. So I definitely wanted to kind of have you all for a different experience as far as a different way of investing in real estate. I mean, you probably never thought you'd be in the glamping business. I think most people never think they're going to be in certain types of business type of things. So that's pretty, uh, I like it. Appreciate you uh, coming on, telling your story. Anything you want to wrap up with as far as, you know, the glamping side of things? Like, Well, one thing I had not mentioned is that we've actually locked the glamping so much we've gone mobile, so we can bring it to your backyard now. Okay. So now we're go-go glamping. It's kind of a sister company to, like, That's right. I think I I forgot about that. So you will now just come and set that up, kind of like a overnight type of thing, Mm -hmm. nicer tent type of scenario with even the AC and heat option type of thing? We don't don't offer the AC and heat. We do offer fans because... Who doesn't love a fan when they sleep? But um, yeah. but they still say we do offer space heaters for nights that it's cool. Sure. But other than that, it's Interesting. still the glamorous camping just minus the AC. Gotcha. Interesting. Obviously, uh, born and raised in Kentucky, I assume. Like born and raised, yep. can't seem to leave. What's, uh, what's your favorite part about Kentucky then? I think as you've honestly took me traveling more outside of Kentucky to realize what we had here. But I don't know. For me, it's family. Yeah. I am a, we're all very family oriented. Yeah. To be honest, it's, we find it kind of hard to branch outside of our family <laughs> because we're all best friends. Yeah. Me and my sisters and my mom and my dad. I yeah. mean, that's who we like to do that's everything a good with. problem to have. So it's a lot uh, nicer to be around yeah. family than not. If we're in the area, what's the best uh, local restaurant to go eat at? Hmm. Put you on the spot here for this, I know. Man, <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I eat out every meal, just about. <laughs> so I get. I like. It's all so glazed over yeah. for me at this point. Okay. And someone else mentioned it. It was like the COVID thing really kind of killed it for yeah. me. Yeah. But I mean, you can't. You can't go wrong with uh, a sushi bowl from Brady's in Richmond. Okay. Man, I love that place. Okay. I'll have to go check that out. Then. It's good. They're sushi bowls with the fry, with the uh, spicy salmon. Mmm, God, so good. 
spicy salmon. You had me at spicy salmon. So I'll definitely have to check that out. Um, well, cool. What is the best way to kind of find you all on social media or, and so forth? Facebook or Instagram. Yep. Lake Cumberland Glamping on both. Lake Cumberland glam- underscore glamping? Underscore glamping. Okay. Yep. Perfect. Well, make sure to check them out um, on uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram. Go book a visit there on Airbnb. Um, but uh, in that respect, Lida Ray, I appreciate you coming on the thing of the drive over, coming on the show today. Thank and you so much. Appreciate you coming on, and we'll see everybody back next week on another episode of Keys to the Commonwealth. To learn more about this podcast, visit our page at keystothecommonwealth.com. To connect with Landry regarding insuring your investment portfolio, email Landry at NovaInsuranceGroup.com or call 859-687-2004.